What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to talk about this latest mass shooting and talk about some of the drugs that it's being reported he was on because he had some fucking mental shit going down. We're also going to talk about some of the other mass shooters and what they have in common with the most recent mass shooter. We are also going to talk about a map discovered that the UN created showing these motherfuckers in South America where they're supposed to cross to get to the United States. We have some bridge troll Fauci news and Kabobo because those two motherfucking things are completely connected. (laughs) So sit back, get ready for this. I've briefly talked in the past about how a lot of the mass shooters are on antidepressants, antipsychotics, blah, blah, blah. And the problem with that is there's not a lot of research into the long-term effects of these drugs. With most of these shooters, they say they hear voices that are telling them basically to shoot people up. The main shooting suspect, Robert Card, believed he was hearing people say things about him at the bowling alley and the bar sites. And if you look a little bit further into it, the guy that shot up the Navy Yard reported hearing voices through the walls telling him to shoot people. If you look at the target shooting, that man also reported hearing voices to shoot people. Then we have Gerald Scott Ramos, who is accused of fatally shooting Darius Walter on December 5th. He testified he was hearing voices at the time. We have a school shooter who killed three students, pleads the case for parole, but says he still hears voices. Nicholas Cruz, the douchebag that shot up the Florida school, also said he was hearing voices telling him to carry out massacres. The thing I find kind of strange about all these shooters is a lot of them were on the FBI's radar. So it makes you wonder if the FBI knew about these people, truly thought they were dangerous, dangerous enough so they're monitoring them. How the fuck are they able to go through with these mass shootings? It's almost like they want the public to scream for the government to take guns away. And anybody with fucking more than three brain cells knows you should not allow a government to disarm you because then you're just fucking ripe for the picking. And history has shown that fucking fact time and time again. I know a lot of people could say, yeah, these people are just, you know, schizophrenic. They're fucking crazy. And that's why they shot up the area, school, whatever they shot up. I mean, that could probably account for some of them. But let me tell you a little bit about schizophrenia. Scientists have figured out schizophrenia is heavily dependent on your culture. Cultures in which the family is more important will have delusions centered around their family. Cultures in which religion is important will often have religious delusions, and so on. Schizophrenia is kind of a different disease. There's not many diseases that basically vary based upon your culture. I mean, and even the term schizophrenia, it covers a lot of different conditions, but usually it presents with a constellation of symptoms. So it should come as no surprise that schizophrenia's exact characteristics differ around the world. Westerners kind of experience more depressive symptoms in their disease. They're also more prone to thought insertions and thought removals, which are delusions centered around the idea that you don't have control over your own thoughts. That's a fucking terrifying concept. Just think if you could not control your thoughts. In a lot of developing countries, 
someone who has schizophrenia will often experience more auditory and visual hallucinations. What scientists have found out is that these auditory hallucinations for the non-Westerners tend to be somewhat, quote, nicer, especially compared to Americans' auditory hallucinations. Stanford professor Tanya Lerman demonstrated this through research focused on 60 adults with schizophrenia from the U.S., Ghana, and India. A bunch of these people in this research mention that they hear good and bad voices. Americans, on the other hand, report having mostly bad experiences. Ghanaians and Indians reported hearing voices that were described as playful or entertaining. And Americans, on the other hand, had violent and threatening experiences. So one of these American participants described their voices like, quote, like torturing people to take their eyes out with a fork or cut someone's head and drink their blood. Really nasty stuff. The researcher said, quote, Psychiatric scientists tend not to look at cultural variation. Someone should, because it's important, and it can teach us something about psychiatric illnesses. Something else I found pretty interesting is another study found that Austrians had significantly more religious delusions than Pakistanis, which was kind of surprising because we all know like the Muslim world is super fucking religious, but Pakistanis tended to believe their families were the source of the persecution more often. That could be due to Pakistanis having stronger familiar ties in comparison with Austrians. If this disease varies by culture, what do, I don't know, what the fuck does that say? I'm not a fucking psychiatrist, but usually a disease does not vary so much like this. I think the whole fucking field of psychology is a little bit fucking suspect, but I think the pharmaceutical organizations in America have way too much money to lose, you know, because of their fucking antidepressants, antipsychotics, SSRI. I guess where the conspiracy comes in on this one is a lot of people think that these people basically have been MK ultra into shooting up the different things they decided to attack. And looking at our government's track record of fucking MK ultraing people, I would say, you know, it's something that deserves looking into, and it's definitely arguable. If you look at the research, most of these antidepressants were never meant to be given more than like six months, and a lot of people are on them for years. And I'm not even fucking around when I say most of these mass shooters are on SSRIs. If you aren't familiar what an SSRI is, I will give you a little breakdown. So it stands for Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors, and it's basically a class of drug typically used as antidepressants and in the treatment of major depressive disorders, anxiety disorders, and other psychological conditions. For some reason, doctors kind of use this shit as a cure-all for people that are having mental issues. Let's talk about some of these lovely side effects that come with taking an SSRI. It can cause various types of sexual dysfunction. It can diminish your libido, genital numbness, and sexual anhedonia, which basically means you cannot actually feel pleasure. Sexual problems are common with SSRIs. And there's also several studies that say SSRIs negatively affect semen quality. So here we have another fucking drug from Big Pharma that's fucking up fertility. Shocking. Even after you quit taking these fucking drugs, you can experience sexual dysfunction for up to three months. 
These terrible sexual side effects have been reported in almost every single SSRI on the market. There's maybe like one or two that has not been reported with. I'm just wondering, do uh, these fucking doctors tell their patients about all of these side effects? I can fucking bet you 95% they do not. A lot of people also describe what's called emotional blunting which basically means reduced intensity, both positive and negative emotions, as well as symptoms of apathy, indifference, and amotivation. I've heard a lot of people just say, it made me not care. One way or the other, I just did not care. So let's take these people that could be schizophrenic, let's put them on some fucking SSRI, and (laughs) let's lower their ability to give a shit about everyday things, and then compound that by taking that shit for months and years on end. I can definitely see how that could create an issue, but the doctors and big pharma apparently can't put fucking two and two together. For them, two and two equals COVID and 63 boosters. On the physical side, these fucking drugs directly increase the risk of abnormal bleeding by lowering platelet serotonin levels, which are essential to platelet-driven hemostasis. These fucking drugs come with a lot of very serious and severe risks. And I'm not saying in every fucking case it is not appropriate to treat someone with SSRIs. But look at the fucking research. It is not meant to be a long-term solution to any type of mental illness. There's been a lot of research and different studies and clinical trials that have found SSRI use is related to a higher risk of suicidal behavior in children and adolescents. Even the fucking FDA has warned about this. It actually increases the risk of possible suicidal ideation and suicidal behavior by 80 fucking percent, you guys. It'll also increase agitation and hostility by 130 fucking percent. So, Listen to that information. You have these fucking people that have serious mental issues. Let's go drug these fools up. And you wonder why schools get shot up. You wonder why these fools go out and just like unload on a fucking bowling alley. There is the drug side to this whole situation. Considering that most of these shooters are on these type of drugs, don't you think there would like, I don't know, be some sort of study into it and tracked every fucking mass shooter and what drugs they were on. And I don't know, maybe use their fucking brains to be like, oh wait, maybe this shit is making people crazy, violent, agitated, hostile, and absolutely fucking dangerous. But no, no one wants to fucking look into that because it may cut into big pharma's profits. Shocking, I know. A lot of people will say that these violent shootings that seem to only be happening in America are happening because we have hella guns here. But that's just, it's not true. Look at Switzerland's. They have more guns per capita than the United States. So it can't be blamed on a fucking inanimate object. This is some shit going on in people's brain that are being adversely affected by these drugs. And I promise you the fucking mainstream media is not going to talk about what kind of drugs this latest asshole shooter was on. I'm just waiting for it to come out that the FBI was like talking to him and watching him. I would not be shocked at all. Check this out, you guys. Prior to the introduction of Prozac, these type of shootings were almost fucking never heard of. The National Institute of Health will not study any of this because it will offend the pharmaceutical industry. And I really think this is something that needs to be looked into. 
but it won't. We don't want to cut into Big Pharma's profits. According to a review of the FDA's database, 484 drugs were identified as triggers to serious adverse events significant enough to warrant a case study during the five-year period from 2004 to 2009. Of these 484 medications, 31 were identified to have, quote, disproportionate association with violence. These 31 drugs make up 78.8% of all cases of violence toward others. And this is in the FDA's fucking database, you guys. There is actually a Swedish study where researchers looked at information on over 850,000 patients prescribed SSRIs in the Swedish Prescribed Drug Register, and that's like their version of a national database of all dispensed medications. They then compared the violent crimes committed during a three-year period and compared it to violent crimes committed by the same individuals when they're not taking these medications. When age was taken into effect, a significant association was apparent between the violent crime convictions and SSRI use in patients between ages 15 and 24. And check this out. In 2009, after investigating the connection between SSRIs and violence, the Japanese Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare revised the label warnings on these drugs to read, quote, There are cases where we cannot rule out a casual relationship of hostility, anxiety, and sudden acts of violence with this medication. And just like a little lovely side note, Depression in particular does not lead to violence, yet since the increase in SSRI antidepressants being widely prescribed, the rise in mass shootings has increased right along with it. So why aren't there any American studies looking at these connections and maybe saying, uh, hey, docs, maybe we shouldn't be fucking giving these people SSRIs because it is shown to cause increased violence. And why doesn't the media ever talk about it? Probably because their masters tell them not to. If you look at the number, these psych meds have been linked to 90% of school shootings. I mean, these are numbers that fucking scream, hey, maybe we should look into this. But yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Now I'm going to throw out some lovely numbers at you guys and you fucking just be, be chilled to the bone because this is not normal. Half of females aged 18 to 40 are on at least one SSRI. More than 60% of Americans taking antidepressant medication have taken it for two years or longer with 14% having taken medication for 10 years or more. Less than one-third of Americans taking one antidepressant medication and less than one-half of those taking multiple antidepressants have seen a mental health professional in the past year. 23% of women aged 40 to 59 take antidepressants. That's more than any other age sex group. With this information, it's like, what, what are these doctors doing? They are literally just the fucking pawns of big pharma. And I know it's not every single doctor, but it's enough to be fucking infuriating. These doctors do not try to heal any longer. They try to fucking get you addicted to drugs, put you on drugs you don't need, drugs that have terrible fucking side effects, instead of trying to find the root cause of some of these issues. According to a time.com article, a single dose of an SSRI antidepressant is enough to dramatically change a healthy individual's brain structure. That should scare the fuck out of people. I just wish people would do some research before just fucking taking whatever their dumbass doctor gives them. 
just like, I don't know, 15 minutes, uh, something, look into the shit that they're telling you to take. Because a lot of times you get on this shit and it's so difficult to get off. If you're on an SSRI for a long time and you just quit cold turkey, fuck yes, you're going to go through withdrawal. And I've heard they're terrible. You are depressed for months. You feel like you're jumping out of your skin. Your anxiety level is through the roof. It's because these drugs are literally changing your brain. The chemistry, the structure, they are not safe. Yet, doctors keep handing them out like fucking Skittles. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't use Skittles as a fucking comparison because I heard, I don't know if this is true, that Skittles are no longer going to be able to be sold in California because they're carcinogenic. So yeah, the doctors are handing them out like fucking M&Ms. And check this out, you guys. There was a study done in the year 2000 in which 20 healthy, non-depressed volunteers were given SSRI antidepressant Zoloft. Two weeks into this study, two of the volunteers became dangerously suicidal. I mean, come on, you guys. <laughs> Please, if you know anybody that are on these fucking drugs, and I'm sure we all do, gently try to, I don't know, show them some of these studies, talk to them about it, and... See if it's really the right thing for them because these fucking medications are dangerous. Not only does it make people suicidal and violent, it's changing their brain structure. And can your brain ever come back from that? You know, say like you're off these pills for six months. Is your brain structure going to go back to normal? I don't know. I have not seen any studies on this. Shocking, right? Let's move out of the pharmacological angle of mass shooters and let's go into a fun little conspiracy theory that a lot of people are kind of talking about. And in the conspiracy corners of the internet, they've always been talking about it. And that's the theory that these mass shooters have been MK Ultra'd. If you look into the history of MK Ultra, you can find connections to the CIA project and the Manson family, the Unabomber, and probably a lot more. But those are the first ones that like come to mind. And yes, if you didn't know it, Charles Manson definitely had connections to MK Ultra. Back in 1991, Bill Cooper actually talked about exactly what I'm telling you guys about now. He said, quote, the government encouraged the manufacture and importation of military firearms for the criminals to use. This is intended to foster a feeling of insecurity, which would lead the American people to voluntarily disarm themselves by passing laws against firearms using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in a process called Orion. The CIA injected the desire in these people to open fire on schoolyards. And obviously, the media screams from the rooftops about it. So there's a lot of different angles you can look at with the MK Ultra style fucking brainwashing of these mass shooters. There's also a voice to skull technology where... People can have like literal thoughts beamed into their head. I've covered that before. This is not a conspiracy theory. There's fucking videos even on the History Channel of this shit. So some people think that is also going on. I don't fucking know. Maybe it's a combination of the two. Maybe it's a combination of a lot of things. But I can definitely see where and why people bring up MK Ultra a lot and associate it with these types of mass shootings. And I don't know if you know this whole scope of Project MK Ultra, but it was crazy. There was research done at 80 institutions, including 44 colleges and universities, as well as hospitals, prisons, and pharmaceutical companies. The CIA was operating through these institutions and these 
basically they were just a front for the CIA and their disgusting little experiments on people. I mean, and just think about it. So many of these mass shooters have quote unquote delusions that the government or the CIA is following them, harassing them, something along those lines. By name, MK Ultra ended, but these dirty fucks, I promise you, they've just changed the project name, but they're definitely still experimenting with people. So I don't know, look into that shit, you guys. It's a whole ass rabbit hole and it's very interesting. Since we are on the subject of MK Ultra and the shitty ass CIA, I found a very interesting article found on Canadian News, CBC which basically says Trudeau government gag order in CIA brainwashing case silences victims, lawyer says. A daughter of one of the survivors of these brutal experiments was scared to even speak out, you guys. And apparently this happened 40 years ago. It's probably still fucking happening to Canadians now. But Trudeau, the tool, is silencing the victims. That's absolutely fucking outrageous. There was a Department of Justice gag order in and out of court settlement was designed to avoid responsibility, avert compensation to more victims and their families. And that's according to Alan Stein, who has represented numerous survivors. Like what the fuck? Why was the CIA even in Canada experimenting on Canadians? It's fucking outrageous. Apparently, this all kind of broke in the 1970s. And at the center of this was Dr. Ewan Cameron, who was a quote-unquote respected psychiatrist and first director of the Allen Memorial Institute, the psychiatric facility at McGill University, where the brainwashing experiments took place from 1950 to supposedly only 1965. Cameron was also a co-founder of the World Psychiatric Association, and this fuckwad ran experiments called, quote, psychic driving and, quote, depattering in an attempt to erase a patient's memories and reprogram them with new thoughts. The federal government provided Cameron with more than $500,000. And this is back in the fucking 50s and 60s. That's like $4 million today. And of course, the CIA threw some money at them as well. And as of right now, the CIA, the director, these motherfuckers have never apologized to the survivors and the people's families, the ones who didn't survive it. And fucking Justin Trudeau, let's put a fucking gag order so people won't know about it. Uh, Justin Trudeau's a tool, you guys. You guys up there in Canada need to get rid of this fucker. Let me just tell you about one of these victims. In February 1957, Jean Steele arrived at the Allen Memorial Institute with a severe case of postpartum depression. She was in and out of the psychiatric hospital over more than three years. Steele and other patients were given LSD and other experimental drugs, subjected to intensive shock treatments, and put into drug-induced comas where they slept for weeks at a time. They were forced to listen to looped recorded messages for hours on end, even while they were sleeping. Allison Steele said her father told her that, quote, one time when he tried to take Jean back, she tried jumping out of the car. That's how bad she did not want to go back. None of these patients provided consent or even knew they were being used for fucking CIA experiments. In the early 1990s, the federal government in Canada provided compensation to 77 victims, but turned down more than 250 others because they weren't tortured enough. Like, what the actual fuck? I'm absolutely positive this shit is still going on. It's probably been refined and perfected a lot more since the 50s. 
and add in that these fucking psychotropic drugs and the fucking being able to beam thoughts into people's heads. Is it any fucking shock or wonder that these people are shooting things up? I, I don't think it's shocking or surprising at all. I also don't think it's shocking or surprising that the mainstream media, it won't even touch this subject. It's fucking so infuriating. So speaking of infuriating, check this bullshit out. The bridge troll Anthony Fauci is to be awarded for the 2024 Inamari Ethics Prize for funding the creation of Kabobo 19, which killed probably millions of people. I don't think we'll ever have an accurate tally. I found this article that is basically saying the Inamori International Center for Ethics and Excellence at Case Western Reserve University is going to be awarding this fucking little bridge troll. Like, what, 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 what the fuck? This fool needs to be drawn up in charges of crimes against humanity. But he's being awarded. This motherfucker backed the Wuhan lab. This motherfucker sent millions of dollars by funneling through Echo Health Alliance. This motherfucker also lied while being questioned by Rand Paul. But let's give him an award for excellence? Like, what the fuck? It's just, it's clown world extraordinaire bullshit. And I'm just like, how how does this even go on? And no one, I bet most people, A, don't even know, and B, most people are like, yeah, give Fauci an award. He fucking caused this whole shit and then killed a bunch of people and straight up lied about it. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, you guys. It's fucking mystifying. And I swear to God, after reading this, I realized we went to clown world level fucking 60,000. We're just like off the charts at this point in the game. Since we're on the subject of Kabobo 19, check out this study I found. The title reads, Spikopathy, COVID-19 spike protein is pathogenic from both the virus and the vaccine mRNA. So basically what these researchers are saying is there is evidence for widespread harms of the novel fucking COVID-19 mRNA and the adenovector DNA vaccines. What these researchers are saying is there's clear evidence of pathogenicity. And these researchers actually explored peer-reviewed data counter to the quote, safe and effective narrative attached to these vaccines. Spike protein pathogenicity termed spikopathy, and that's, you know, from the actual SARS virus and the vaccine, is basically akin to a, quote, synthetic virus. What they're saying is pharmacokinetic transfection through body tissues distant from the injection site by lipid nanoparticles or viral vector carriers means that spikopathy can affect many organs. The inflammatory properties of these nanoparticles used to ferry the mRNA N1-methocytyluridine employed to prolong synthetic mRNA function. The widespread biodistribution of the mRNA and DNA codes and translated spike proteins and autoimmunity via human production of foreign proteins contribute to the harmful effects. The researchers review autoimmune, cardiovascular, neurological, potential, oncological effects, and autopsy evidence for spikeopathy. The researchers kind of conclude that many of these gene-based therapeutic technologies need a reevaluation and in a timely matter. So I, I guess this is something else that the mainstream media is not going to talk about. 
I don't know how much more evidence people need that this shit is dangerous. I mean, they probably have enough evidence when they're fucking three seconds from death. Like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have taken booster number 63 with the flu shot and RSV. It's absolutely astonishing. People are lining up at my work to get all kinds of vaccine stills, including the Moderna fucking Kabobo jab. I actually received a communication from my job the other day saying, hey, all of the employees here can get free shots, free vaccines. And they list like 60 fucking vaccines. And of course, Kabobo is there, the flu, RSV, shit like that. I'm like hard pass, death bros, hard fucking pass. And a little side note, China's discovered more never-be-seen viruses. And guess what? They're fucking experimenting on them. So I'm sure uh, with their glorious track record, we have absolutely nothing to be worried about. Fucking China. Now we have to talk about this fucking map the UN created. I'm finding this information on muckraker.com. And they state they have discovered a map provided by the United Nations that outlines a general route to the U.S., with 12 U.S. southern border crossing points marked with flags. I mean, I already didn't like the U.N. I already thought it was fucking a garbage organization. But this map just, like, reinforces the thoughts, theories, facts that these motherfuckers are trying to destroy the United States. I mean, what, a bunch of fucking Syrian military-aged males were just caught crossing the border a few days ago. But this map, I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this allowed to happen? Biden is a puppet, so obviously there's people behind him pulling the strings and trying to destroy America from within. Hello, Klaus Schwab, fuck you. So if they're giving these maps out to people in South America, I bet they think, oh shit, they're giving us a a plan, a way to get there. We're going to be welcomed. We're going to be given fucking free phones and free housing and free food because it's a human right. So yeah, all fucking bad. I, I don't see in any situation this being a good thing. I mean, the whole border situation is like a straight up invasion. It's mostly military aged males and they're coming from all over the fucking world, just flooding through the border. No fucking background check, no verification. We don't know who the fuck these people are. But yeah, let's let them stream through in the millions. Sounds like a brilliant plan, fucking President Brandon. All right, you guys, that's about it for this episode. But before I get out of here, I got to say what's up to our top three downloading states. We have California, Washington, and Georgia. Texas is right there, almost tied with Georgia. So what's up, Texas? I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate all you motherfuckers listening. Hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com if you have a rabbit hole that I should explore. As far as our international peeps, we have Canada in first, the UK, Australia, and Ireland. That's what's up, you guys. Come over to my Reddit sub, which is r slash vanishedinthevalley, and drop me a line. Say what's up. I would appreciate that. I'd also like to say thank you, Mike, for kicking down some dough to the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. So until next week, you guys, be aware. And don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. Are you lost?